Welcome to the Apex Anthologies podcast. I'm your host, Philip Osterday. We know that life and being on mission can be overwhelming. So our prayer is that the Apex Anthologies podcast gives you a moment to breathe, sit at dad's feet, learn a little bit more about Jesus, and let his spirit comfort you. As we're coming to the end of 2018, we thought it would be helpful to reflect on what's happened in the going ministry this year. We also wanted to vision cast and let you hear what we're excited about for 2019. I'm joined with the going team lead, Jesse Bowers, and the going team admin, Rosalind Whitman. Let's dive in and hear what Jesse has seen overall in the going ministry this year. Personally, I would say um, that in the eight years that I have been on staff at Apex, um, working for the, the going ministry, 2018 it has been probably the most pleasurable year. Hmm. Uh, it has been the most exciting uh, year that I have experienced. And um, when, when I think about it as, as a whole, um, it is, is going to be something that doesn't start 2019 flat, but 2018 has been building momentum that I think is, is going to propel our next year into uh, something that, that I'm even more excited about than where we've been. Mm. So you're talking a lot about the momentum that's happening. What do you think are the changes that have happened to fuel that response? Well, when, when I first came on staff, uh, there was a lot that I had to learn. And there was a, a lot that was actually in place that was put together in a, a really healthy way. And I know that in uh, previous podcasts, we've had Jim Schindler mm-hmm. on here, and he was one of the foundational um, components to, to making Apex's going ministry as, as solid as it is. And as I was learning that process, I, I was learning how to deal with um, global missions that was in, in the midst of changing, um, as well as thinking about um, how, how do we get all of these amazing things that's happening kind of behind the scenes and help um, people at Apex uh, have a collective ownership over it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, in the beginning, it, it was probably easier to think in terms of events. Mm-hmm. Uh, events can be put on a calendar, you can kind of share a message, and you can you can maybe dive into the philosophy of things. Um, but the, the fruit from events, uh, while there is uh, some, it's, it's not as lasting uh, mm-hmm. as, as what um, really it, it's even what, what Jesus modeled in, in discipling others. And uh, in doing that, Jesus would give ownership of, of certain aspects uh, of the ministry to his followers, and then he would empower them, um, help them, coach them. And then even when he left, they felt that they were able to carry on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not saying I'm Jesus, and I'm not saying I have followers, <laughs> um, but I am saying that um, when it comes to um, the mission that God has given us as a church, I, I truly believe that as we have begun to engage Apexers and inviting them to come along into positions of leadership 
and ownership, um, they have already taken uh, the ministry to places where it's never been. Mm. And it's, they're going to take it to, to places, honestly, we, we could not even dream of. Mm. How much do you feel like Apex has actually bought into this new strategy? Has it been a good response or is it we're still waiting on a few people? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think everything um, has a bit of a, a life cycle to it. Uh, <laughs> when you get on the stage and you make an announcement about something brand new, there's a, an excitement that happens and uh, people will... Um, kind of, you know, instinctively jump at an opportunity when it's presented. But then, um, as as the months go on and and the weeks of of just kind of <coughs> working a strategy um, happen, that there is some attrition that takes place. Mm-hmm. But what I, I've been really thankful for is is that um, we we have seen um, some teams from our group. Uh, really launch in a way that um, they're they're going to be models for for the rest of of our, our affinity block teams that have still yet to come. Mm. Um, so you know when we we look at numbers, we have um, about ninety two people signed up from from Apex. Mm. Uh, we we and not just from Apex. To be honest, there are people from outside of Apex that have signed up as awesome. well. Um, we we have seen. Uh, f- about f- almost all of the affinity blocks, about uh, 14 out of the 15 have people in them. Cool. Um, we have, like I was saying earlier, we had s- we have seven teams that have launched and have been working all year. And, um, and from those, uh, they've been kind of... Um, Going through the the profiles that we've been crafting for them, um, where we're helping to assess the people participating mm-hmm. in the strategy, and uh, Rosalind um, has been a huge part of that. Um, as as she takes the assessment that's been coming in, and then helps people see how they can get involved mm-hmm. with their team in the strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so all in all, you know, we have seen a, a lot of buy in. Mm-hmm. We Obviously, hope to see more, um, but this is is definitely more than than enough, really, to to get to that critical mass where uh, this strategy can sustain itself. Mm, cool. What's the uh, what's the one affinity block that's left then? <laughs> well, so we we have a couple affinity blocks that only have about two in them. Um, and you know, I, I'll work with those. But the there's one. Uh, it's the the Persian Median affinity mm. block, um, and so that has has a lot to to do with like Pakistan um, and the surrounding areas. Uh, it's not a huge affinity block, yeah. um, but uh, it goes into Iran, um, things like that, and um, and for some reason. We we just don't have anyone yet that wants to. So if you're out there, yeah, uh, sign up for it. Let's, by the end of 2018, let's get that affinity block signed up. <laughs> yes, let's do it. <laughs> so, what sort of things have you seen come out of this new strategy and everything? Um, I think it's been really neat. As this is my first year, kind of coming on staff and getting involved here, to see the resp- people's response um, right away from beginning. Um, I was able to interact with people who were joining affinity blocks mm. kind of from day one on the job. And so that's been neat to see um, 
the church involved in missions and exciting for me that I get to interact with the body and so many people in that way, getting them plugged in and participating in what God's doing all around the world and also in our backyard. So um, there's been lots of exciting things that have come out of our launch teams, the seven that Jesse mentioned. Um, They've been getting some really neat opportunities to plug in locally, um, to get to speak at a couple of schools about being culturally aware um, Mm -hmm. to the different immigrants and refugees that come um, and that are in Dayton because we have so many of them here. Um, So it's neat that some of these teams have actually had a chance to talk to people about how to interact and how to relate um, to where these people are at and reach them where they are. Mm -hmm. Um, They've also been able to connect with our missionaries um, that Apex has sent out and has all over the world. So that's been really cool to see how these teams are able to personally reach out Mm -hmm. to people that Apex has sent um, so that there is some kind of connection to the home church and body, Mm -hmm. which there should be, right? Because these are our people that Mm -hmm. we um, have a relationship with. So it's neat for them that they're getting to now plug in um, and talk to people um, that are interested in that part of the world. And they're wanting to be involved right here at home with it. Um, and so now they get to connect with someone who is actually in that part of the world from Apex. And there's can be more of a relationship and back and forth and mutual encouragement mm. um, and equipping happening, which is really exciting. Yeah, uh, I think I think Rosalind covered it. We, we definitely have areas that we know we want to go um, with these teams, but the fruit that we've already begun to see um, are, are things that um, really, if, if, this was placed on the shoulders of one staff person to get mm-hmm. done. They, it can never happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we're one of the components that's particularly exciting um, is just the amount of, of encouragements that, that's coming out of these teams uh, to uh, missionaries and workers around the world. Um, you would not, uh, well, maybe you would be surprised, but <laughs> uh, the, the, just how much, having an hour-long video call with someone who mm-hmm. is relatively isolated in mm-hmm. a place that's, that's given their entire life um, to, to serve and, and reach a particular people. Um, for us, you know, we look at our schedule and we're like, well, I guess I could fit in you know, an hour uh, to talk to someone. Um, and when, when you are reaching out to them, they're like, oh my word, I'll clear my entire schedule mm-hmm. uh, to get this time. And then being able to to sit there and and let the spirit speak through you and encourage. Um, you know, I was able to participate in in one of those conversations with my team, mm-hmm. uh, with a missionary couple in uh, Central Asia. And th- I didn't feel that I said anything significant, but mm-hmm. uh, he he even stopped me and, and said, you know, that what you just said there has been incredibly is going to be incredibly helpful for our ministry mm-hmm. and just thinking through that way. And, you know, he was uh, just excited, sent follow-up emails. Um, I mean, that, that was literally an hour out of my Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm hoping that we can take care of our network of missionaries, but then mm-hmm. we can also model something that will hopefully begin uh, to uh, take care of 
as many missionaries as we can mm, yeah. uh, and we come into contact with. So, um, so that's, that's one thing that's really stuck out to me. Hmm. It's also neat to see each of these groups um, is going to be taking on a project. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're going to financially be investing and then also having a personal connection, engaging somehow with a project related to their affinity block. Um, and so for mine in South Asia, it's every single person has some kind of personal connection to that mm-hmm. part of the world. Mm-hmm. And so it's just been cool to have those conversations um, and to hear about how everyone is connected mm-hmm. and how there's so many different not just organizations um, and ministries, but also individuals mm. who are just being faithful, just one step at a time. And um, it's been really encouraging to hear all the ideas just in our one affinity block of the mm-hmm. potential projects and things we could be connected to and kind of plug into, again, what God's already doing and be a part of encouraging and lifting someone else up. Um, you know, either it's a small house church plant, or it's, again, a, a large organization that's doing it on a bigger scale. Yeah. Um, there's just so many opportunities. And that's another cool thing to see how each affinity block has personal connections already in relationships within that culture um, or multiple cultures um, that we're going to get to use and to see, you know, to be a part of these projects then on an ongoing basis into the next you know, years also. Well, speaking of some stuff that's coming up, what do you guys see overall what's happening in 2019 in the the going ministry? Well, you know, when we think about um, 2019, uh, I mentioned a little bit earlier uh, how we have seven teams that are launched. And really what we were looking for at the beginning was we were looking at uh, the teams that had the numbers, that had um, leadership that was willing um, to kind of, take on the role of, of being a team and all the things that, that came with it. And we, we found seven of them were, um, you know, kind of just low hanging fruit and ready to go. So mm-hmm. we, we poured our energy into them, uh, hoping that throughout the year, uh, they would get to a point where they knew what they were about and then could also serve as models for others. So our, our hope is uh, that the remaining teams um, will um, also begin to to start up. And so we're going to actually be circling back around to the teams that maybe only have, you know, two or three people in them and helping come alongside and model for them what could be. And hopefully they'll be inviting uh, their friends, their connections uh, to join the team. And ideally, I would love to see by the end of 2019 that we would have active teams in every single affinity block. Mm. Uh, If I can get greedy, um, (laughs) I I would love to see even multiplication happen within those teams uh, because I know that conversations and things are uh, happening uh, with people from other churches. Mm -hmm. And um, as we have explored the number of connections that we have here at Apex, it's, it's kind of dumbfounding uh, how, how many places around the world we're connected to. And as we began reaching out with this tool uh, to people who are attending other churches, that's, that's just going to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so my, my hope is, is that we can serve the, the body of Dayton um, and beyond uh, with, with this, this strategy uh, that, that hopefully can, can really empower um, the, 
the mission work that that God is doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so those are some of our our main goals. Um, is is going to be be working with other churches um, as well as getting every everything to um, all of the teams off the ground. Um, but then <laughs> I'd also love to see some of our teams uh, visit their affinity block. Um, I, I know that that's a desire for members of the team, uh, but I, I want to want to see a couple of the teams actually be able to, to do that and share what they've seen. Um, and, you know, continue to share more stories where it's not me in here as much talking about <laughs> things, but you're, you're hearing from other apexers talking about their experience within, you know, their own affinity blocks mm-hmm. and what God's doing. So a lot of apexers probably don't even know, but how, how do our finances work uh, for a going ministry? Yeah. And it's it, the reason why this has been particularly difficult is that when you're working with the unreached, it's really hard to share stories um, because of the security levels that are needed for most mm. of the places that uh, people are serving. We have a heart for the unreached. Um, Apex has a desire to reach the unreached primarily through indigenous efforts, but also uh, if there is no one present, then that means someone needs to go. Mm-hmm. So it, it we, we really try to uh, work with what we can. Um, but when, when we talk about the finances of Apex, uh, one of the things, as, as I had mentioned about Jim, is uh, as he had set with the elders, uh, they had decided that 15% of the entire budget of Apex would go to missions. Mm. And then from that, uh, our desire has been to use about, um, historically we've been about 70% percent of those funds going directly to the unreached. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in dollars and cents, uh, we have typically run a budget, a going budget of about $300,000. And mm-hmm. we um, have sent from that close to um, about 190 uh, to $210,000 um, to unreached efforts. And uh, the others have been used for training um, and events and things like that that we've we've put on as as a ministry. Um, but when we look at our 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 budget uh, this past year, um, as we were processing through uh, the the strategy and how we want to empower apexers, uh, I, I took a look at things and began to to try to streamline. How do we make the greatest impact with our money? Should we do a shotgun approach where we just try to cover as much as we can? Or should we start looking at areas where apexers are involved mm-hmm. and see if we can double some of our efforts? And so um, we've been able to actually increase the amount that we spend um, in our budget. Uh, this year, we increased it to 80% of our budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are on pace to send about $240,000, almost a quarter of a million dollars to mm. uh, efforts uh, mm. for reaching the unreached. Um, some of our, our partners uh, that we have um, are, are larger organizations that we've worked with for many years. Um, and one of the, the biggest and probably most important partners that Apex has is called Operation Mobilization. And uh, they have 
they have a willingness to work alongside us where we can. Um, and I shared with them where some of our, our apexers were serving as missionaries and asked for them to, to provide us with projects that are in those same areas as those apexers. So that again, we could double up efforts and hopefully see fruit happening there. And so, um, we have seen, um, it happening. We have projects currently with them going on in Southeast Asia, uh, in North Africa, the Middle East, uh, in Central Asia. And we uh, gave them this year $45,000 for those projects. Mm-hmm. Um, we also work with the International Mission Board, which is the arm of the mission arm of the Southern Baptist Convention. And they uh, send missionaries to work with indigenous peoples to start movements. And primarily our focus actually for the past few years has been in South Asia uh, with IMB. And this year we gave them uh, $30,000 to work with church planning movements there. Um, we also were, were able to follow up on a couple of things. If Apexers remember from 2017, we did the North Africa Matching Fund. Mm. And uh, we raised as a church over $20,000 mm. to get off the ground um, a ministry that was reaching out to um, people in a country that claimed uh, to be 100% Muslim. Hmm. And uh, we helped give the platform for a team to be there. Hmm. And that team still remains. Hmm. And they are seeing fruit that's coming out of it, lives that are being changed. And we were able to support them again this year at $10,000. A couple other things is uh, we, we have been able to... Um, continue relationships that run deep um, with our partners uh, from the organization called Tent. Uh, And they take people um, out of villages uh, in India and uh, they help teach them microfinance and how to share the gospel to surrounding villages. And Apex, um, through uh, sending a little over $30,000 to them this year, have trained uh, four groups of these people uh, to then go back to their villages and continue to reach the unreached as, as uh, they're surrounded, um, that surround them. Um, but primarily, uh, one of the biggest changes that we've done um, is that we have carved out an area of the budget uh, for Apex um, hmm. to be involved. We, a lot of these things, you know, I just read off and I could, you know, in my history and working with them could tell you a ton about them, mm-hmm. but probably most Apexers couldn't. Mm-hmm. And that, that's always kind of been a burden on my heart is I want to see Apexers um, actually owning um, where some of our missions funds go. Mm-hmm. And so we carved out um, a budget of $40,000 uh, for our affinity block teams. And we have received some proposals. Uh, we are working with uh, the teams uh, to be able to support projects that are happening among the indigenous. And so no longer is it just going to be names that I can rattle hmm. off, but it'll be other apexers who will know the work that is happening and then also um, be intimately involved with those groups um, and those efforts and be able to share them uh, with with people um, at Apex, hopefully from the stage and in other ways as well. And so 
we've really seen uh, we've been trying to re-gear our budget. Uh, we want it to drive our vision, and um, our heart for the unreached has never changed. Mm. But I think the methodology in in how we are getting that done, um, I think we are are beginning to see this becomes something that's very inclusive of our, our Apex body. What is Apex's footprint in the world? So currently we have over 40 workers supported through our network all over the world. Um, and this year alone, we sent three different couples um, to work with the Unreached on two different continents. So that's very yeah. exciting. That's exciting. What's, what's interesting about that is, is that it really, it's, it's only kind of skimming the surface of what we know. Uh, because mm-hmm. we're a, a decentralized network, there's stuff that's happening within the network that we are not aware of. Mm-hmm. And so these are the connections that we know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are you know, supported in various ways. Some are supported uh, emotionally or mm-hmm. uh, through connection or um, visiting different, different means of, of support. Um, and some of them are are supported financially through through our house churches. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's been really it's been really encouraging just to see what um, a network of of people um, are capable of doing. I think a lot of people when they hear uh, the the going ministry, they're going to think of world missions. But uh, we're also thinking about what's going on right here in Dayton. So what? What you, where have you guys seen fruit of our local missions? Well, I think, uh, like I mentioned there, it's been neat to see how the Affinity Blocks have had opportunities already locally to engage um, here with internationals and people from their Affinity Block from that part of the world that are located right here in Dayton because mm-hmm. um, we have a lot of internationals, whether they're coming for school or working. Um, or refugees, you know, they're escaping their home country, and um, this has become their new home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so there's so much opportunity to reach out to neighbors and to invite people into your home, and we've seen that happen a lot um, with Apex in general. You know, it's we're a very hospitable church, um, and I would say that we've seen people engage the local international community um, a lot, and so that's been really neat to watch. Um, and just with the opportunities, again, with the schools, um, going into the local schools um, and talking about the cultural differences and how we can reach people where they're at. Um, also, we are tied to several organizations um, that are working inner city Dayton, um, working with our youth, with the homeless, um, with the heroin addiction mm-hmm. problem um, that is also all around us. So I think yeah, I think it's very important to tie international missions and how you te- do tend to think of that being overseas um, and to realize that we are all called to be missionaries, mm-hmm. which is a part of this kind of strategy and vision that we have that every single person in Apex and all across the board in the body of Christ would be engaged in his mission um, because that's what Jesus has called us all to, whether it's your next door neighbor or whether it is on the other side of the world. So mm-hmm. it's really neat to see how people have plugged in and they're taking that seriously right here in our own community because that is just as important, if not more so in some ways, because mm-hmm. this is, we are in, we're interacting with those that we meet on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. So to be a light to them first is, um, then propels us to go even above and beyond and to be a light in other places of the world. Mm-hmm. And that, <clears throat> that, 
decentralized DNA is is something that it does empower us uh, globally. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, where we we have seen this this really also taking root is is how apexers are involved and you know we can we can list off um, and I, I will uh, list <laughs> off some organizations that we have been involved with but at the same time if you're listening and you're like well what about you know who I've been working with and what well that's <laughs> that's not a bad thing that's mm-hmm. that's just saying like man like we're we're not holding people back mm-hmm. um, and and so you know from a, a uh, the going ministry, we would love to hear uh, where you're involved uh, locally, um, not so that, that we can uh, control it, uh, but just so that we can share it and, and, and help however we can. And so some of those organizations that, that we've worked with locally, uh, one of them is, is Urban Young Life mm-hmm. uh, that Apex has financially supported. Um, that works with uh, inner city youth and um, particularly on Dayton's West side Mm -hmm. and um, has been a really, um, it's been a safe haven for a lot of of kids. Mm -hmm. And um, there's been a lot of conversations that I've been able to um, read through Apex's connections there um, that and stories that I've been able to read that um, will just blow you away of how much God loves everyone in this city mm. and how he's at work. Mm-hmm. Um, his Hope Teen Challenge, mm-hmm. uh, which has been working with um, coming alongside those who are in the recovery process. Um, uh, we continue to help them um, as, as they um, have been operating primarily out of the Miamisburg area. Um, but then also in the same way, uh, Casey Steckling, who we hope mm-hmm. to have on here uh, someday uh, <laughs> to, to share about what uh, he has been able to participate in, um, in helping um, Dayton recover. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. he uh, has really been on the front lines with a lot of this and uh, a place that many have said is hopeless. Uh, we've dropped our numbers, I believe the last stat was, I think we're down almost 50% wow. uh, from where we were just a year ago mm-hmm. um, in, in deaths related to, to overdose. Um, and uh, and so just having um, apexers that have a heart for this and are involved is huge. Um, and then another one that that is beginning to really take root is through uh, mentoring that's happening through um, the Miami Valley Leadership Foundation. And that's uh, where we at Apex have had a heart for mentoring and we've tried different organizations and different methods. Um, but I think God has, has allowed us to go through that process to see what works, what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's produced one of the healthiest models that, that we've seen. Um, and, uh, it's Jim Schindler is actually one of the leaders of that. And, um, if you are interested at all in getting involved in mentoring in your, um, in your neighborhood, um, we, we'd love to hear from you and we can connect you and see, see what possibilities are there um, in, in helping shape the future of a lot of uh, young students um, in, in the Miami Valley. And so um, there's w- way more organizations. There's a lot of places <laughs> this conversation could go. Um, but a lot of those, um, uh, we've, seen, we've seen really good things happening over the year. And uh, just want to share that with Apex. God is always working. 
I'm glad we got to sit down and discuss what Ollie's been doing in the going ministry. If you're at all confused on how our going ministry works, make sure to check out episode five on our podcast. Apex's mission is to make and multiply disciples with the gospel of Jesus Christ through the power of the Spirit. We envision God using every Apexer to join his disciple-making movement in reaching the greater Dayton area and unreached people groups around the world. If you'd like to learn more about us, go to apexcommunity.org. If you enjoyed what you heard today, make sure to subscribe. Also, for more stories and future episodes, visit apexanthologies.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just search for Apex Community. By the way, it would be super helpful if you rated our podcast. That helps us show up on the search feed and gives us a chance for new listeners. If you have any questions or comments, please send us an email at podcasts at apexcommunity.org. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening. See you next week. Thank you.